I'm still working on that, but I did have that rice earlier. Yeah. Rice uh, is pretty good. Underrated. Rice is nice. Hey, do you remember Two Stupid Dogs? Mmm. No. No one does but me. Maybe if I like saw a, a picture of it. Oh, uh, I kind of, yeah, I recognize that. Kind of like the secret, secret squirrel era yeah. of Cartoon Network? Yeah. I think Secret Squirrel's pretty old. Is it? Yeah. Well, how old is Two Stupid Dogs? I'm a fan of Secret Early Squirrel. Early 90s. I have that sweater with Morocco Mole on it. Yeah. Or no. <clears throat> I have a t-shirt. Top Cat. I'm looking up... I don't know. I've been thinking about cartoons that were on Cartoon Network that no one talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. Top Cat. Not that one. That's not what I'm talking... There was one show, Action Cat or something. Hmm. Samurai Pizza Cats. No. It was like... Cat dog. A fat cat and a skinny cat, and they were jet pilots. Hmm. And they wore bandanas. That covered their eyes. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Does that sound familiar? No. Okay. I think maybe you made that one up. I didn't. It was real. I mean, I don't mean it like that you... real as Inspector Gadget. ...willfully made it up, but I'm saying... It's like I, um... Like my coworker thought that the... Uh, one of the characters in Teen Titans was named after her. Raven? Starfire. I don't want to specify. Cyborg. But... Uh, <laughs> She was like, yeah, I swear in my memory there was a contest to write in to name the new character in Teen Titans. And you just wrote your name and mailed it? Yeah, that's right. I'm not saying it's lame or not, but... Becky is a great name for a superhero. <laughs> um, I looked it up, though. I was like, you know what? I don't believe you. That sounds made up. And then I looked it up. And I was like, yeah, this character appeared... Uh, well, in Clayface, the... yes, there is a character. <laughs> Originally appeared in the comics in, like, 1989. Yeah. <clears throat> so Beast no, Boy? yeah, maybe it was Beast Boy. You're right. Um, I kind of miss uh, like old Adult Swim cartoons sometimes. Yeah, like home movies or um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Boondocks. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was okay. I'm thinking more like C Lab 2021. That one was good. Harvey Birdman. Harvey Birdman was pretty good. <sighs> Space goes coast to coast. Now they got Rick and Morty. Did you see like the <laughs> the Rick and Morty stuff keeps getting like? I saw the initial stuff. A uh, cartoon supervillain Justin Roiland. Mm -hmm. Now apparently yeah, that's how all those read is like, man, it's so hot that I can go to jail for having sex with, you know. <laughs> that's how it reads to me. It's like. This is so wrong. Um, well, the other the thing I found... That guy's weird. Yeah, he is weird. His the, game is, is cringy. Have you played his game? No, I meant more like his like DM style. Is like, oh. It's as bad as the Julian Casablanca's DM. Oh, I haven't seen any of that. You haven't seen any of that? No, are they out there? He just keeps calling her jailbait. Oh, God. Yeah. 
he's like at no point like you know normally when those that come out it's like so what are you into oh you had a lot of, you know it's like creepy groomer stuff mm-hmm. his is just like he's like negging her but like it, he just comes off as more childish than the child he is messaging hmm like he's like, you're so stupid, bitch, but you're jailbait, so that's hot. Oh my god, I I can't believe like he co-created a show with Dan Harmon, and somehow he is like the worst of those two people. Yeah, so is Rick and Morty gonna be over? Because I don't know. Nice. Well, here's the thing: I found like I was, I thought it was kind of interesting about the whole thing was I guess he just hasn't been like involved with the show for like several seasons. Really. Okay. Besides doing the voices, like he really like is not creatively involved. He's got with more it. pressing matters, like eighth I, graders going to ninth grade. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh. You know he's got to get a jump on that. He's got to hit the pavement. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of more what, not more, but it it kind of compounded everything. Where I'm like, what? So he's not he's not even involved. He. I don't know. I don't know. I remember when that show came out, and um, everyone was saying how funny it is. Actually, I thought it was kind of funny uh, for one season, and then I, didn't like it. I don't know. Really jumped the shark starting season two. I do wonder what I used to have that hoodie that I found at work. The like <laughs> the backwoods the backwoods hoodie that's like <laughs> Rick and Morty smoking a bong. Uh, I was really excited. To, I was really high on the idea of wearing that. <laughs> and then I just never washed it. So I never wore it. Had weird... I don't know who's... Well, whatever. Anyway. Do you still have it? I don't know. I think it might have got cat piss on it and I had to throw it away. Oh. Um, there was probably Which already fitting, cat piss on it. to be honest. Yeah. Did I finish my coffee? I'm still in, in movie news. I'm still waiting for that Venture Brothers... Movie? Yeah, where'd your coffee go? You mu- I guess you must have finished it. Hold on. In other movie news, um, I, I want to know when the Adventure Brothers movie is coming out. Yeah. yeah. In other movie news, yeah, I, I got to finish that show. I've been wanting to finish that show. I got to finish that show. Got to get that tape. It's a great show. And then, I mean, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie that was announced at the same time already came out. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know about that. But in true Venture Brothers fashion, it's going to take probably another two years before it's released. Have you heard, this is unrelated to Adult Swim at all, but did you see Ben Affleck's got a new project out? The origin story of Jordans? No. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. And we always start off these episodes and just get totally sidetracked for like eight minutes and then finally real movie. We're, we're talking about movies again yeah i mean we were talking about media we're talking about cartoons yeah what's wrong with that but they're for babies <laughs> yeah adult swim especially rick and morty <laughs> yeah metalocalypse is for babies <laughs> i watch serious stuff like big bang Theory. asc Ma- for adults asc mcgee is for kindergartners <laughs> yeah um you ever see graveyard of Grave of the Flies or Grave of the Fireflies? It's for babies. Yeah. I watch serious movies like Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah. It's live action, so it's for adults. Have you actually seen Grave of the Fireflies? No. I haven't either. All I, I ever see is people being like, it made me cry. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel feelings. 
Wasn't it like released like as a double feature with My Neighbor Totoro? I don't know. I think I heard that somewhere. Like that, that went in Japan when that came out. It was like back to back those two movies. Could be. That's kind of funny. That's a good move. That's a good uh, troll on the audience. Like, <laughs> here's this very inconsequential movie with like really no drama other than someone has tuberculosis. I can't remember what uh, mom has. In Totoro? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think she has tuberculosis. She is stage... What was the big... Stage four chlamydia. Big, yeah, she's got AIDS. Uh, what was the big disease in the 50s? Was it tuberculosis? There was one that was like a real killer. I think tuberculosis was more like a little before that. I don't know. People's nerves were not calmed enough. <laughs> they had to smoke a lot of, yeah, they had to go to the smoker's clinic. Yeah. They needed to smoke more cigarettes. They were like intravenously hooked up to a cigar. Um, <laughs> yeah, hysteria. That's it. <laughs> um, and then, whatever. Anyway, I think it's funny that it's like that paired up with a movie about nuclear fallout. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta Not check that, that one out. Fallout so. is funny, but. The way you're saying nuclear is funny, though. I don't care. <laughs> I hate what you're going to be like, only stupid people say <laughs> nuclear or whatever. No, I don't really care. I hate people like that. Like extreme English class brain people. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's nuclear. It's just one of the easiest things to be right about, you know? Yeah. It's got real... You ever watch that show, You... I haven't. Okay. I find the main character of that show to be the most insufferable character in all of TV. Penn Bagley? Whatever his fucking name is. But that guy stinks. <laughs> I hate his... I hate, I know he's, like, not supposed to... I don't. I know it's, like, he's, like, a villain. Katie watches it, so, like, sometimes I'll catch episodes. And every scene of that guy in his interior monologue makes me want to, like, uh, battering ram my head through the television. Hmm. Yeah, is that a girlfriend show? Yeah, it's a girlfriend show. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like everything. He he's like snooping around people's houses. He's like, "Ew, this guy doesn't read. Girl should not fuck him." And it's like, "Why don't you fucking kill yourself, dude?" <laughs> You're gonna have to beep that, I guess. But uh, <laughs> like you did when I said the six, you do the same. Um, I mean, you were talking about a real person that time. That's true. This time you're talking about a fictional character. Yeah, that's true. So it's fine. Uh, what else is a movie new? Oh, you mentioned Ben Affleck is making a movie about shoes. Yeah. The origin story of the Jordan one. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Kind of like I guess if the founder can be good, this could be good. But like, is the founder oh, good? I actually I forgot about it. that movie. I watched it on an airplane. Is um, it good? It was okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess if that's good, this could be good. Or Social Network is good. Um. I'd say Social way, Network is in a different class than the, the trailer, founder, but the founder is like watchable. You know. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, they present Michael Jordan like he's Doctor Claw and Inspector Gadget. Like <laughs> he's only seen like a little bit. Okay. Is Ben Affleck in it? Mm-hmm. Him and Matt Damon, of course. Right. <laughs> who who did they steal this movie from? I don't know, but they are just playing their characters from Goodwill Hunting. But nice. Yeah, well, wicked smart. We're gonna make shoes off this guy. <laughs> They're like solving a, the hardest math equation of all time and then it zooms in on 
like the end product like the solution is equal sign <laughs> and it's just a drawing of the outline of the Jordan. <laughs> yeah. it's like that's different mocks where like the swoosh goes off the shoe <laughs> um they keep accidentally drawing the swoosh off the shoe yeah no speaking of ben affleck uh i saw weird ale on tuesday yeah how was that it was good um I might have actually enjoyed, because this is like, what, my fourth time seeing Weird Al, I think. Uh, the show was a little different because it was just like, he was mostly playing originals and not parodies, yeah. which I was looking forward to. He didn't play the ones I wanted to hear, though, so it uh, fucking sucked. No, I'm kidding. But the uh, opener was Emo Phillips, and he was quite funny as a stand-up. But uh, anyway, do you know the song Sue You by Weird Al? No. Oh. It's like a Rage Against the Machine style parody. Nice. Where he's like, sue, sue. Yeah, I'm going to sue you. And he's kind of like listing all the inane reasons he's suing people. And then one verse ends with, I sue Ben Affleck. And just like pauses for a minute. Do I need a reason? <laughs> There's a line on, uh, I don't know. I think one day at work I just decided to listen to the song Couch Potato. <laughs> it's a funny song. It is a funny song. Uh, what's the line in there? Is like, Devo recorded an episode of Queer Eye for the straight guy. Now it thinks I'm gay. <laughs> like yeah, no, that's or Will and Grace. Rather. There's something like that in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good song. That album's pretty good. Poodle Hat. Yeah, I remember. That's like uh, I remember that album came out. That's... I think that was around the time of the the interview with Eminem. Yeah. Or, it's not a real interview, right? It's just right, like, yeah, yeah, it's just edited. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that came out. My brother was watching it, and then he bought... It was like, at the end, he's like, go buy my album, Poodle Hat. And then my brother did. Nice. Yeah, he went out and bought Poodle Hat. Yeah, that is one of Ale's best, like, later career records. Because I was listening to some of his music leading up to the show. I'm like, I'm going to get brush up on some deep cuts. Yeah. I listened to Alapalooza, which is the one where it's on the cover. It looks like the Jurassic Park logo. Yeah, that's the one with Jurassic Park. Yeah, it, right? which is a good song. It also has Bedrock Anthem, which is a pretty good song. Is that? That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but do. <laughs> Got a pterodactyl windshield wiper. <laughs> <laughs> Um, besides those two songs, there's really not that many good songs. The, the originals could be better on that album. Okay. Sadly. But then he came up, uh, with, like, Off the Deep End, the, with the Smells Like Nirvana song on it. That one's a little better. Anyway, yeah, Poodle Hat's good. It also has Albuquerque on it, I'm pretty sure. Which is, like, his zany, like, 11-minute... Wait, when did Alapalooza come out? 93? I think 93 is when Off the Deep End came out. But Jurassic Park wasn't out yet. Wait. I'm all mixed up. I don't know. They both came out in the 90s. Because Off the Deep End, w- w- would he make that after Kurt died? Seems disrespectful. You know? <laughs> You're right. I don't know. No, like Kurt Cobain was definitely... guy after he's dead? He was definitely alive when Smells Like Nirvana came out. Uh because he wrote about it in his diary that was published publicly, which is pretty cool, right? What do you say about it? I think he said he felt like he'd really made it because Weird Al parodied one of his songs. That is pretty cool. Yeah, right? 
Um, That's almost as cool as when he threatened to kill that lady. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty uh, actually hard to listen to. But uh, Yeah, it's not, not his finest moment. Not his finest hour. His highest hour, though. Yeah, probably. Um. Anyway, yeah, Weird Al. It was, it was a good show. Maybe he wasn't high. Maybe he was just very sleepy when he said that. He was anxiously awaiting Weird Al to <laughs> announce that he <laughs> yeah. was parodying. And he he hadn't like reached a uh, spiritual clarity yet. Maybe there's a like a uh, a missing en- phone entry where he's like, "Hey, uh, this is Kurt. Just wanna you know, I just listened back to those messages. Uh, you know, I was just really upset. Um, yeah, they didn't release the 38 other messages he left where know, he was like, "Please just pick up. I'm so sorry." Yeah, look, I I was playing the new Sonic game on the Sega Genesis. He just like name drops a bunch of 1992 <laughs> products. He was experiencing gamer rage <laughs> yeah. before it was like a widely known affliction. Yeah, you know they haven't created Xbox Live yet, so mm-hmm. I had to yell at somebody. Yeah, and say I was going to, I could have them killed. I wonder if he did have anyone killed. Do you think he would be on the Epstein flight logs if he was still alive? Um, no, not really. I was thinking about that. Lane Staley, maybe. I was. Who's who's that? Uh, Allison Chains. Oh, okay. Nah, I was playing. I don't think so. But uh, I keep thinking about how like Chris Rock <laughs> was on the flight logs. Was he? I thought so. I don't think that's true. I'm gonna look it up. All right, let's uh, go ahead and fact check that. But certain people, I mean, like Matt Groening was on there. Matt Groening? Okay, yeah, I knew that. I, for, second, for some reason, I thought you said Matt Stone. No, I don't Trey think. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I don't think either there. of them. <laughs> that would be Chris really, really shocking. I thought Chris Tucker was on there. Oh, maybe I was thinking of a different Chris. Okay. Yeah, because we'd know <laughs> if Chris Rock was on there. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I guess with people like that, I'm like, how do you like go out? Oh, Chris oh. Tucker has addressed traveling with Jeffrey Epstein and Michael Jackson. Quote, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should go to Epstein's Island. <laughs> I gotta watch this at some point. Yeah, I don't see. I somehow got in my head that Chris Rock was on the plane. No. And I was like, he's just out there releasing comedy specials. <laughs> How is he getting away with this? How is he not, um, you know? I was reading a lot about, like I was telling you before, I was reading a lot of that Matt Healy Twitter discourse, people being like, he owes us an explanation or an apology or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Bill Clinton. You know, he went on those planes to do podcasts with Jeffrey Epstein and this guy, (laughs) and he still hasn't talked to us, his adoring fans, about these accusations. It's really low-key messed up. Right. That he's leaving his fans in the lurch. Does Bill have fans? I don't know. That's, uh, That's a good question. Hillary does. Sure. Maybe they're fleeting. I think Hillary's fandom is fleeting by now, right? I guess so. There's got to be... I guess there's got to be someone who's all about Bill Clinton, but like, I why? feel like people mostly are uh, by association with Hillary. Right. Where it's like, they're so iconic. I mean, I f- maybe those people like Hillary but kind of hate Bill, though, for what he did to her. What he did? Oh, yeah. 
But are there people who's like, oh well, I, I mean, Kid Rock did say that thing about Bill Clinton being a pimp. Yeah, he's a well, he might not be a fan anymore. Probably not. That would be funny if Kid Rock has the views, expresses the views he has, yet still thinks Bill Clinton's a pimp. He's still yeah, that's the only Democrat he likes. And that's the only thing he likes about him. He's like he did get his dick sucked yeah. under the Oval Office. Yeah, he's a hardcore pimp. <laughs> um. Uh, so movies. He doesn't have fans, but yeah. Okay, sorry, but like he does have like my dad, who's like thinks all presidents are great now after Donald Trump. Right. Like all my life, all I heard him was do was like complain about presidents, and then Trump gets in the office, like you know what, George Bush was a noble man. You know, I'd I'd have him a million times before I'd have the Orange Cheeto Man again. <laughs> yeah, people are like that, huh? Uh huh. It's not just your dad. Yeah. It's all dads. Well, not all dads. Definitely not. All your dads? It's all my dad. My two dads. <laughs> um, my five dads. <laughs> so, let's do rock news. Okay, I do have some rock news. Speaking of my dad. I don't really have rock news this week, so what do you got? Well, my dad sent me a link on Facebook the other day. Um, I should probably pull it up. Did you hear there's a new venue opening in Wyandotte? This might have something to do with that. Because Foghat is coming. Foghat is coming? Yeah. I think they're the first band booked for this new venue. Okay, what's the new venue called? I don't remember. From the beginning. Let me see if I can find it real quick. My dad sends me this link uh, for a band called oh is it smugglers on the river i don't know about that from the beginning this band has been slaughtering the rock and roll game yeah it has to be oh it's district 142 okay then what's smugglers uh a different concert hall maybe Anyway, my dad sends me this link, and it's like from the beginning. It's like this band slaughter. They're playing it. Sm- I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna actually advertise this show. Okay. But um, at some show, at some place, and wind up. Wait, the band is called Slaughter. Yeah. Okay. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay, so here we go. It's from the beginning. This band has been slaughtering the rock and roll game. Mark Slaughter Slaughter is coming to Smuggler. Okay, I'm not gonna read that part. Anyway, the tickets are fifty dollars, and it's like doors at six six thirty. This concert is twenty one and older, and ID is required. And then, uh, yeah, this band—it's like a bunch of like fifty-year-old dudes doing like uh, yeah, like rock horns and stuff like that. They got one guy's got a soul patch. Yeah, um, that's required for any. Yeah, um, just take a look at this. Yep. It's just what you imagine. It's like <laughs> middle-aged, like... I mean, first of all, they've been slaughtering the rock and roll game. What's like stocks... What's the rock and roll game in 2023? <laughs> um, it's a loser's game for sure. Yeah, and it's like... My dad sends it and he's like... And my dad's in a band, so I'm like, Oh, are you opening for these guys or something? Is this like an upcoming show? And he says, No. Just thought you'd like to know that they're coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Like, cool, thanks. What's like? I'm gonna pay fifty dollars to see this band I've never heard of in my life. 
Yeah. And would not go out of my way to listen to. What's like stock stage banter for those type of bands? <sighs> Something about yeah, like rock are, and roll. Yeah, are you ready to rock? Who's ready to rock? I want that old diner. <laughs> We hate country music Rock and then play something, something that's like country inspired. Country adjacent, yeah. Yeah. We uh, hate country. <laughs> Maybe drop something about uh, some like um, dog whistle type thing about COVID being bullshit. Yeah. But not coming right out and saying it. Uh, <clears throat> something like that. I'm looking at the. Um, event listing for this new venue in Wyandotte. The first event is a St. Patrick's Day thing. Hell yeah, Dropkick Murphys. But then the first band that's actually playing there, no, it's uh, part of a pub crawl. Um, Saliva. You know them, right? Kinda, yeah. So they're playing in March. Then you got Molly Hatchet. Then Ava Underfire. I don't know what that is. Vodka Social. I, oh, that's not a band. That's just an event. <laughs> Mark Farner's American Band. I don't know what that is. Mark Farner. Yachtly Crew. So okay, that like... sounds sick. That's is that like a? Oh, I mean, I was hoping it was gonna be like a yacht yacht rock cover of like Shout of the Devil. I mean, I think that may, it might. I'm not positive. Like but uh, Motley Crew as played by Christopher Cross. Kind of what it seems like. This one's kind of confusing to me. A Flock of Seagulls and Strange Love, the Depeche Mode experience. So it's one guy from A Flock of Seagulls who has a shaved head now. So, like, what's the point of... God, this poster sucks. You see those little, like, seagulls in the background that they just added for some reason? Yeah. <clears throat> and then a Depeche Mode cover band. Some band called Saving Able. Sick, and then Foghead. You know, this is a small, a small business trying to make some. I don't know. I feel kind of bad. Like it's like okay, yeah, it's like. Oh well, I don't doubt like people will show up for these shows. It's not really that. I just think it's the selection, like the, I don't know, whoever's booking these shows is just kind of funny. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know why. I suddenly I felt bad. It's just weird that like rock music like that is has retreated to the suburbs for some reason. Well, they're probably getting big business from people who are like, wait a minute, I can go have 20 beers up there and drive 15 <laughs> minutes home. Yeah. They're they're uh, working on the drunk driving crowd. Yeah. Whatever. I don't have to take I-94 to get there. <laughs> I don't have to pass the marathon plant. Yeah. I don't have to drive to like, Clarkston. How many? Well, yeah, right. These are bands. E energies. How many? How, like ballpark a year. Not accidents. Just in general, drunk driving from DTE. <laughs> probably, <coughs> probably quite a bit. Yeah, probably astronomical. <laughs> um, probably an illegal amount of uh, drunk driving. It's probably a rite of passage for some dads. <laughs> Drunk drive 40 minutes home from Dick Clarkson. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know. Bands like that, I guess, just don't get really get booked in this area so much. I'm thinking, like, Diesel Concert Lounge is where some of these type of bands would play. Uh-huh. Wait, maybe not that. Token Lounge is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, they were more of a Michael Graves from the Misfits kind of venue. Right. 
Um, anyway, so that's that's some rock news. No, I got some more rock news. Oh, okay. So there's an airborne toxic event going on in Pal- East Palestine, Ohio. I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I just found out about it, and as you know, uh, my girlfriend works in Ohio, mm-hmm. North Ohio, so I was looking to see where it is yeah for her benefit um and i kept looking up on google airborne toxic event in ohio and all that came <laughs> up was tickets and tour dates <laughs> for the band for the band the airborne toxic event playing ohio i now hate the airborne toxic event that 2011 ass band yeah um did you go see them that one time these buckets are rain. i did yeah that's the extent it's for free though just to clarify yeah, I guess it was for free, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, w- I was offered uh, to go, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, it was on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was. But that didn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... It should have stopped me. Yeah. Or shouldn't have stopped me. I mean, yeah, it, that was a pretty lame show. Was it? I mean, I just feel like uh, I, mean, I had fun with my friends, but um, yeah. I heard they played a Magnetic Fields cover. They played the Book of Love. I wouldn't know. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that band. I just don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the fans I'm talking about. There was this like giant dude in front of us doing like weird like. Like, like raising his hands and yeah, and just praise. Like, <laughs> like dancing like he's being electroshocked to the music. <laughs> and there was one guy who was like screaming at the bass players like, I don't know, whatever her name is, uh, Wanda, I love you. Oh, did I say that out loud? It's <laughs> like, <clears throat> very uh, pre-2017 stuff, you know, the bass. But anyway. Well, where is Palestine in Ohio? Um, It's like... I mean, I guess all of Ohio is close to Indiana, but, like, real close to the border of Ohio, Indiana, like, West Ohio. Oh, I see. Almost Southwest Ohio. Okay. So, yeah, it is crazy that this the plot of White Noise happened <laughs> to a, a small town in uh, Ohio. I don't know if it's a small town, but this, like, a part of Ohio is experiencing that movie for real. Is it? And it's the same, like... Movie and book, it, It's like a train. Yeah, closet. it's the yeah. exact same thing as that movie. That's wild. Well, speaking of someone dancing like they're being <laughs> electrocuted, um, I watched Magic Mike XXL the other night. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new one? That is the second one, which came out, uh, I want to say it was at least five years ago. A lot ago. of lawbreakers in that movie? Nope, that character is not in this movie. Matthew McConaughey? That's right, yeah. Huh. The plot of this movie is Matthew Mc... Well, okay, so Kevin Nash calls up Channing Tatum, who's now running his own furniture business. Yeah. Channing Tatum is told by Kevin Nash... Big Daddy... He's calling Big Daddy Cool for this. Big Daddy Cool. He's like... Well, I mean, in the movie, his character's name is Tarzan. Oh, we'll call him Diesel. That's a cooler... Diesel? That's his wrestling name. That might get confusing. Okay. So Kevin Nash is like, dude, Dallas, he's gone, man. So then Channing shows up for uh, Mike. His yeah. name is Mike Lane. That's the character's name. So he drops what he's doing, goes to the wake, but it's not actually a wake. They tricked he him. He died? He didn't die. Oh. They tricked him. They were like, actually, dude, he just took the new guy 
who was like the main character of not the main doesn't matter. He he picked up and went to Europe to do some <sighs> some like stripping promotion there. Mm. Anyway, they're like, dude, there's a stripper convention in Myrtle Beach. How about it? And Channing Tatum doesn't want to do it initially, and then he does. So all the dudes go on a road trip to Myrtle Beach for the stripper convention. Kind of a Eastbound and Down season three kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Best season of the show. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah, you know they uh, they're uh, they get in an accident. They lose their MC, who's uh, Gabriel Iglesias. They leave him in a hospital in the middle of Georgia, I think. And they're like, "Dude, what are we gonna do now? We don't have an MC." So they go to like. Uh, so they call up Nas and. Who? Nas. Nas. <laughs> yeah. No, they uh, they pay uh, Jada Pinkett Smith a visit at her own home or her like private home. Does she play Jada Pinkett Smith? No. Oh, that'd be cool. She plays like a like a. <sighs> she has a weird setup in her house where she charges people a monthly fee, woman, monthly fee to come hang out. Um, for like a private stripper experience and her house is just like bumping there are people all over the place and there's like four strippers and then there's like the one dude is he's doing the robot but it's like severe it's like i I, does he have like a medical situation going on (sighs) he looks like he is being electrocuted yeah but no he was just dancing and then donald glover shows up and he's like the cute stripper and he like does a rap for a girl, based on like. I can't picture him playing a stripper. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't really have the physicality of it. It's no. more just like his presence. He's just like the cute guy. Okay, I don't think that the cute guy makes appearances as strippers very often. Yeah, you know, it's I guess there's a little something for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's also the wheelchair guy. <laughs> Wheels out. I see a lot of lawbreakers. <laughs> they they might throw that into the the <laughs> new one. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, they uh, go on. Uh, I don't know how to, what the proper term. It's the uh, the um, handicapable strippers. Mm-hmm. One dude comes out in an iron lung. There's gotta be a group like that out there. There's sure a lot of lawbreakers out there. <laughs> The leprosy guy. Anyway, they make it to the, the convention. He says he shouldn't touch. <laughs> I see a lot of people with looking to get leprosy out there. <laughs> There's uh I do got to show you a scene from this movie that's pretty funny, but um, it has a copyrighted song, so I can't play it on the show. But for those in the know, it's the gas station scene. Anyway, yeah, they make it to the convention, and um, there's a funny exchange between Kevin Nash and Channing Tatum. Where, where he's like, this is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective. <laughs> play. <laughs> is that Kevin Nash's line? <laughs> no, yeah, that's he said that on he national that. television. That's that's good stuff. Um, I've heard he's a very nice guy. I've heard the same thing. But... uh. Yeah, he is like a weird fit for this movie because he's so rigid. Yeah, I think just he's from not the greatest actor, just right? from years of like taking abuse. Oh, physically, yeah. Like he can barely move, even though he's a stripper. There's a scene where they stop. <laughs> yeah, they should have had him be like, I don't know, manager or something, or like the club owner. Yeah, 
exactly. Um, but there's a, there's a part I forgot about this where they stop at a gay club, uh, and there's like a. It's like being hosted by a drag queen, and yeah. they're like, "Okay, I got money for whoever can do the best like voguing, basically." And, and so one by one, well, <laughs> one by one, they all get up there. Channing Tatum is voguing. Joe Manganiello is voguing. Matt Bomber's voguing. Kevin Nash gets up there. He's barely moving. He <laughs> do, he pretends to take out like a compact or whatever. Yeah. Check his makeup. Put on lipstick. And then everyone's like, "Whoa, yeah!" It's like that is not even like the last three people were like dead dropping and like doing like the yeah. Like doing actually a good job. Yeah, he just like waddles up there and like pretends to put on makeup. Doesn't move his legs. Doesn't move his feet at all. <laughs> Barely. And then, um, then they win. They win the uh, money. But anyway, um, oh sorry. They make it to the convention. Why'd you say sorry? I thought you were. I thought my feet were in your space. Oh no, absolutely not. This is your home. You can do. You can push me around. You can. And be like, hey, go sit in the corner. I could. I could tell you to leave. You could tell me to leave, too. I'll record the rest from outside. Yeah. That cable's probably long enough. I could be outside. But anyway, yeah, they get to the convention, and um, Kevin Nash is sitting backstage. Oh, there was also a stripper. They're, like, doing a montage of, like, the different teams that are there. Because um, it's basically a sports movie at this point where it's, like, who has the best team. Yeah. And there's one dude who was dressed as... Like cool Runnings. Exactly. It's a lot like Cool Runnings. But there's one dude who's dressed like Neo from The Matrix, like practicing Kung Fu. I'm like, I hope we get to see his show. Does it look like Neo, but it comes off more like the bad guy from Grandma's Boy? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Kind of, yeah, actually. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't get to see him perform. I um, hated that character in Grandma's Boy so much. Yeah, the guy who's also an avatar. Oh, he is? He isn't, yeah. He isn't both... I don't know. That guy, like... We had a coworker once who says, like, well, that's so me. And I'm like, come on, man. You Don't set yourself so... <laughs> don't put yourself down like that. Yeah. Really? That's a bit of a cell phone. Yeah. That guy... I think his name is, like, Joel David Moore or something. Apparently his baby is, like, the baby in the new Avatar movie that they show. Um, like, Jake Soley's baby. Yeah. It's like that guy's baby in real life. Huh. But all CGI, like blue and stuff. Anyway. I Okay, go ahead. I got something to say about Avatar 2. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm dreading going to see it whenever I do. Because I've made it into a task that I've been putting off. Like, I haven't seen any movies because I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet. I mean, you don't have to. I feel obligated to for some reason. Because <laughs> it's such a big event. Um... It's kind of like how, like, in the past I've felt, like, I'm volunteer, like, I want to watch the Super Bowl this year, but in the past it's been like, well, I should probably watch that. I probably have to watch that. Hmm. I don't know if you ever feel that. I guess so. I About did. not the Super the Bowl, particularly. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that. No, with that, I've heard too. I got to know if a, a Philly Eagles fan is going to eat shit, <laughs> eat horse shit. I guess when this comes up, we'll know. Who's the other team? The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we can just pretend like the Super Bowl's over. It's like, yeah, pretty wild that um, that uh, that last touchdown that the the Chiefs made that won them the game. It's kind of low-key messed up. They brought Gary Glitter out for the halftime show. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna canceled, so they had to <laughs> last fill minute, in last fill minute. In, yeah. yeah. No. It's crazy that Rihanna brought Gary Glitter out. It's like uh everyone make some fucking noise for I don't think Rihanna talks like that. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she would say He's like Everyone put your hands together For a very good friend of mine Gary fucking glitter I made her sound like Mark Maron that time <laughs> Oh he's got a new special out this weekend It's on HBO Max actually What the fuck's up Super Bowlers What the fuckers <laughs> This is Rihanna This is Riri Super Bowlers <laughs> This is Riri He did it Speaking Put of- your fucking hands together for this song Under my umbrella Ella, Ella. <laughs> Speaking of uh, sports and Mark Marin, I, I think he did an e- his episode on Thursday was about um wrestling. Oh yeah, he went to like an AEW event and oh is he all elite now? Interviewed a bunch of people. I I don't know. Hmm. Um, but anyway, get, getting back to Magic Mike real quick. Transition wrestling back to Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, he's like sitting alone backstage before their performance, and Channing Tatum comes up. and He's like. Hey man, we haven't really had a you know had a one to one this whole time. How you doing? You okay? You nervous? And he's like, yeah, truthfully, haven't been this nervous since Desert Storm. <laughs> Jenny Tatum's like, what? How have I known you this long, and I didn't know you were in Desert Storm? And that's a, it. Was just a weird name drop to be like, oh, this guy's a veteran, apparently. Yeah, it would be funny if he wasn't. He just meant just when that was going on. Yeah, right. He was nervous. <laughs> yeah, he was nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they perform, and the, the movie just literally ends. That's pretty cool. Uh, so you're a huge fan of these movies. I wouldn't say a huge fan, but I think they're entertaining. Okay. As, like, a straight guy, they're funny and entertaining. Yeah. I think the idea of Kevin Nash being in these is just what I'm tickled by. It's pretty yeah. also the lawmakers line. Yeah, uh, lawbreakers. lawbreakers. I see a lot of lawmakers <laughs> in the audience right now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's the floor. Cut, it's just full of police. <laughs> yeah. No, it's full of like uh, uh, oh, like legis- like <laughs> congressmen. <laughs> yeah, hard cut. He's standing in front. Of, he's in the House of Representatives. <laughs> yeah. Um, instead of the State of the Union address, they pull out the Magic Mike team. Yeah, that's what uh, he does. The pony dance on uh, Joe Biden. That's what uh, Marjorie Taylor, Ah Real Monsters Green, was uh, screaming about. <laughs> but yeah, there's a new Magic Mike movie out this weekend. I heard she's gonna be in the Super Bowl ad. A uh, Super Bowl ad. Oh, okay. she's the new progressive caveman. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, new Magic Mike out this weekend. I'm not. Honestly, I don't think this one's for the guys. No, I, I watched the movie for the guys. I'm just, it doesn't look like there's a... you saying Magic Mike's gone fucking woke? <laughs> I'm saying it's like, it just looks like Step Up or whatever, <laughs> that like dancing movie Channing Tatum was in. Is this like a big uh, departure? It looks like it. I mean, Steven Soderbergh is returning to direct. I forget he directs these. He, well, he did the first one. He didn't do the second one. Okay. The second one I would argue is more fun. The 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 cool thing about who Magic... Second, you know who would be awesome for these movies? John Waters. Probably. Well, that's the thing is, scoot over. is these movies take themselves so in the floor enough. Magic Mike takes itself so seriously. Yeah. Which is what makes it funny, which is why the first one especially is funny. But like the second one is, I think the second one kind of understood the, uh, 
the appeal a little more. And now the third one, it seems like it's mostly just Channing Tatum and Selma Hayek mm-hmm. uh, dancing together, which is not what these movies have been about before. It's been about the guys all dancing together. Yeah, which is the magic of the mic. Yeah, exactly. And the ma- I feel like the magic may, may be lost for this new one, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I might see Knock at the Cabin first. I heard that was bad. I did too, but I kind of want to see it still. I don't want to see it. I think um, M. Night Shyamalan movies are funny and entertaining in the same way that... Maybe not in the same way that Magic Mike is, but I get the same enjoyment. Fair enough. I mean, even old... I guess old, I'm like, I'm happy that I didn't spend money to watch it. But I'm not mad that I watched it. Hmm. But yeah, knock at the cabin. I'm probably gonna end up seeing that, and then, uh, hmm, what's another movie coming out? Disappointment Boulevard. Wait, that's not what that's it's called not what anymore. It's called anymore. It's Bo is afraid. I haven't watched a trailer for that yet. I gotta jump on that. Yeah. What else? There's a lot of stuff I've missed so far. I do have ban- uh, Banshees of Inisherin, uh, queued on deck. On HBO Max, yeah. It's cool. I like that movie. Don't Worry Darling is also on there. I might give that a watch now that I can just watch it at home. I would say don't waste your time. <laughs> but if you're set on it, then, then go ahead. I mean, I don't have it in my watch later. I do have Blood Simple in my watch later. I'm excited to watch that. I like that movie. Um, But I watched a movie for the guys. Mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, nice. It's a real dude's rock movie. That's cool. Yeah, there's a... You know the song, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head? Yeah. One of my favorite songs of all time. Not a lot of people know that about me, but I very much like that song. Oh, I didn't know that about you either. Yeah. It's a very uh, pleasant song. Yeah. And there's a sequence... It's an Old West movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a sequence of them riding a bike. It's like, have you heard this thing? It's called The Bicycle. Let's check it out. (laughs) And they're riding it to that song. Not Butch Cassidy and the Kid, but uh, Butch Cassidy... So Sundance Kid has a girlfriend in this movie. Okay, I like this movie. Let me give my my my, my general feelings before I get into. Oh, anyway, Paul Newman rides a bike with the lady set to that song, and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice sequence. Uh, let me break down. So the movie is just about the life and times of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is like bank robbers in the old west, and it follows them from like you know they don't really say what state they're in, but it's definitely not Oklahoma or Wyoming. Mm-hmm. They do specify that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it follows them from you know Old West to New York to Bolivia. Um, and uh, so basically, it's just like them robbing banks, and then uh, they rob a, a a train, and uh, they rob E. H. Harriman. They end up robbing his company. So E. H. Harriman like goes out of his I don't know who that is exactly but the name sounds familiar oh I don't know either uh he puts together like a super team of uh bounty hunters basically mm-hmm. to go after them cause you know they're lawbreakers and yeah. uh a lot of the movie is just them on the run from this group uh of horsemen that you only see from a distance 
Mm-hmm. You find out who two of them are at least. Um, just because they're piecing it together by like looking at them from afar. Anyway, <clears throat> they uh, eventually decide they're going to go to Bolivia to get away from them. But then they get tracked down in Bolivia. And then like Bolivian authorities want them. Uh, so it's pretty much just kind of a, you're hanging out with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid kind nice. of movie. I'm not really describing this very well, but that doesn't really matter. I feel like maybe perhaps I've seen this Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head sequence, or I've seen a parody of it. Maybe. Maybe you're thinking of Spider-Man 2. Mm, that does happen to Spider-Man 2, yeah. doesn't it? Minus the bicycle, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one sequence is... Uh, a woman comes home, and uh, Robert Redford, who plays the Sundance Kid, is in there waiting for her, and he's holding her at gunpoint. It's a good move. Yeah, he's like, all right, lose the clothes. Oh, okay. Is like, stripped at gunpoint? Oh, my God. And it's like... Maybe he's, check, he's just checking for, like, a wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah. Totally normal. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's supposed to be sexy, and I'm like, this is dark but then we find out that they're boyfriend girlfriend he's doing it as a lark a really (laughs) messed up lark (laughs) like i don't know imagine if you just did that to your girlfriend yeah maybe like with a water gun or something yeah like but like a literal gun yeah in the shadow he's in the dark too i like i like to imagine the patrick bateman like nail gun that he has in that one (laughs) scene like anyway so that happens I'm like I don't know if I like Robert Redford in this movie but mm. then we find out um, Paul Newman who plays Butch Cassidy also has a thing going on with her mm-hmm. and then he takes her on a bike ride and after those two like between Robert Redford making his girlfriend strip at gunpoint and Paul Newman taking her on a nice bike ride where they can listen to raindrops keep falling on my head it's like yeah you should have gone with Paul Newman <laughs> he's way nicer <laughs> yeah Would you recommend Butch Cassidy, The Sundance Kid? Not before The Sting. Oh, okay. Directed also by George Roy Hill. Gotcha. And starring Robert Redford and Paul. Yeah, Robert Redford's a lot more likable than The Sting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are recommendations for the week. Magic Mike, Double XL, and Butch Cassidy and The Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also watched Gotti. You want to talk about it? I can a little bit. I mean... You seemed pretty distraught over the whole experience. Was, I thought it'd be funny bad. It's just bad bad. Mm-hmm. I should have known that. <laughs> I feel like I... It feels like I was like, you know, it probably wouldn't be so bad if I stuck a fork in an electrical outlet. <laughs> yeah, it's just a dog shit movie. Who plays God Egan? Is it John, John Travolta? Travolta? I kind of want to... I still want to see The Fanatic, I think. That's probably better than fucking... Gotti. Like, it's a movie that actually, like, wants you to root for the mobster. Right. And see him as a good guy. They even use real footage of people being like, you know what? This neighborhood was a lot safer when he was brown. And it's like, Jesus Oh, they do the the, uh, Spike Lee style and just inserting real life footage? They do, but to not the effect that Spike Lee can pull off. Yeah, so you're saying Gotti is like the Malcolm X, but for Italians? No. Oh, okay. I'd say it's more like Medea for Italians. 
Um, it's like home use Spumoni. <laughs> yeah. I'd say this movie is a, a disservice to Italians. Okay. Like, uh, you know, there's always been an argument that, like, mob movies really portray Italians in a bad light. Honestly, they got a point with Gotti. You know? There's yeah. a scene where, like, they're leaving the courtroom and, like, his wife is right there. And uh, she's like, like, the news person's like, Mrs. Gotti, do you know what your husband does? He's like, he provides. And it's supposed to be like a slam dunk moment. It's like, yeah, he also has killed 19 people in this movie, <laughs> including innocent bystanders. Can I read some of your text messages you sent to me and yeah. Aaron about Gotti? Let's see. Um, Gotti might be one of the shittiest movies of all time. That's what you led with. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, never watched Gotti. This is an hour 44. I'm never getting back. <laughs> There's, like, literally nothing fun about Gotti, though. It's almost two hours of the dumbest people incompetently committing crimes and then whining to the police and federal government, or that the police and federal government are being too mean to them. Um, Pitbulls all over the soundtrack. I want to break my TV. This movie is so bad it feels offensive to Italians. And then we started talking about something else. Pitbull is prominently featured, you're saying? Yes. Interesting. Dale. The opening scene of the movie is John Gotti looking over the the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. And I'm turning around and being like, in this life, you either end up dead and in jail. I got both. And then it's cut to like, yeah, Mr. Worldwide. That's <laughs> <laughs> just He's kinda bad. John John Travolta's not very good in this movie. I, I mean he's like good, but he's like over the top. Yeah, does he's he... doing that John Travolta thing of being so like he's like acting in a play. Does he dance at all? No. Well, actually there is a dance party scene, so yeah, you you probably catch him Cool. I mean, he's he's John Travolta. He's got to dance. Mm-hmm. That boy could dance. Yeah, he could, and he could also be in good movies at one point in his career. <laughs> um, fuck, there was something else I, I wanted to bring up. I simply lost it. That boy could dance. Yeah, why wasn't John Travolta in Magic Mike? He would, yeah, he'd fit right in. I don't know, he might catch a case on the set of Magic Mike. Shoot, there was something else I wanted to say and I totally lost it. What else did I watch? Exorcist 3. Mm. Great. It's cool. That was the same day that we watched Willy's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. We weren't. We didn't go out of our way to to watch Willy's Wonderland. It, it just by happenstance. Um, I don't. Th- how is compared to Gotti? Which wh- Willy's Which would Wonderland. you rather watch Willy's again? Wonderland. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really hard pressed there, but like, <laughs> Willy's Wonderland wasn't torturous to watch. You know. Fair. Maybe. I mean, I guess watching it alone would be kind of like... Yeah, or like in a the theater. <sighs> yeah. Where you're not supposed to talk. 
I feel like you can make an exception for a movie like Willy's Wonderland, you know? <laughs> Why are you digging your snout into my leg? No, you don't talk. In solidarity with Nicolas Cage, you don't talk. Yeah, that's true. Because he's so cool. Um, how do you feel about that new Nicolas Cage movie coming out? Renford? Renfield? Renfield, yeah. I don't really care. I'll probably, I, I don't know. I have a thing about vampire movies, so I'll probably see it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I'm not planning to make a trip to the theater for that. Yeah, it looks like it could be bad. Yeah, it looks kind of like corny in the way that um, unbearable weight of massive talent was. Mm. But I don't know. Not a lot of movies, especially now, really utilize Nicolas Cage in like a way that um, plays to his strengths. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people. Um, I don't know, exploiting the, like, weird idea of, like, Nicolas Cage is, like, a madman. And that's just not really his thing. Yeah, he can do more than that. Yeah, he's a very, like, he's a textured actor with a Have lot of range. Ghost Rider? <laughs> I feel like Ghost Rider is maybe where that started. Um, I mean... I think it'd be Face Off. Okay, yeah, Face Off probably... Well, I, maybe even before that. Uh, I don't know. One? He's always been a bit loose. What's the vamp- Vampire's Kiss? Vampire's Kiss. I haven't seen that yet, but I hear it's cool. I don't really like that movie. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it's because of like the cultural residence it has now, but... Oh, you think it's unwarranted? Like the meme, that one meme is from it. Yeah, him making the stupid face. Yeah. I just like him in Wild at Heart. Yeah. And face off, but uh Yeah, he's terrific in both of those movies. And yeah, I don't know. It's I don't think Mandy like a whole Mandy was cool. Mandy was. Yeah, Mandy was right. I just don't feel like a whole thing needs to be made of him and his acting. Yeah. I think like He's in that he's in like a class with like Keanu Reeves. Kind of. I think people tr- I don't know. My take is that he just plays to the quality of the movie. If the movie sucks, he's not trying. If the movie's good, he's giving it 110%. Like Pig, there was in that. Oh, good yeah. In that. Yeah. I'm kind of okay on that movie. I don't yeah, I think it's, it's fine. Not, it's not bad at all, but it's, it's fine. It's decent. Yeah. Everyone does a good job in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Anyway, we could uh we could probably wrap it up about now. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I feel like there's another movie I watched that I wanted to talk about. Stagecoach. I'm trying to read my notebook from here. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about Daddy Long Legs last time, maybe. I don't know if we did. But I did really like that one. Great movie. Yeah, it's up there. As, we, we did, because I think I remember saying it's one of my favorites. I mean, we were texting about it. Oh, yeah, we were. <clears throat> I also watched What We Do is Secret. Oh, yeah. I liked that movie. I don't know what that is. It's um a biopic about the, the germs and Derby Crash. Oh, From, yeah, like, 2007 or 8. Yeah. I've been trying to watch the... Bill Russell documentary on Netflix. Who's that? He's like uh he was like a legendary basketball player and like civil rights 
legendary kind of like in the way like Pokemon legendaries. Yeah, he's like a legendary. He was like the Articuno of basketball. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I guess. Um, he was also like uh, he like marched with Martin Luther King and stuff. Oh, okay. Like eleven championships. Um, so maybe he's, he's more like, big, like he's like a titan figure in sports. More like a Mewtwo. Uh, I don't know about Mewtwo or Lugia. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but I keep trying to watch. It's like really interesting, but then I always like I'm choosing to watch it while I'm in bed. Mm. Um, I keep falling asleep and waking up, and it's like, would you like to watch this again? It's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> or like, I started it the other day. I just like clicked on it, and I continue watching, and it's like halfway through his career. It's like, this is a weird starting point for this documentary. <laughs> Talking about him in the seventies. But uh, yeah, he was a cool guy. What's the other thing I watched? Oh, I watched Opening Night again. Still a terrific movie. That's on HBO Max. You should watch that. Okay. John, Ca- I don't know how you feel about John Cassavetes. What's your take on Cassavetes, as the song He's says? Cool. I like it. His, his, I, I guess I've only seen him in like three movies. Mm. Uh, Dirty Dozen, um, Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, Baby, and The Fury. But have you seen any of his movies he's no, directed? No, I've wanted to. I guess oh. I can. Most of them are on HBO Max, I think. Oh, they are? I think all, yeah, most of them are. Okay. Maybe I'll pop one on. Yeah, opening night's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours almost. Faces, is that one? Yeah. I don't know about that one. That's not my favorite. I still got to watch Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Hmm. Well, that sounds a little problematic. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm not sure. (coughs) Maddie Healy over here. But uh, anyway, yeah, I recommend um all those. Good night and good luck. I haven't seen that movie. I can't recommend it. I don't know what I'm quoting. You're quoting um F. I almost said F. Murray Abraham, Edward R. Murrow, journalist. And then there's a movie based off of him called Good Night and Good Luck, starring George Clooney. Oh yeah. I was quoting the real guy then. Hmm. Well, yeah, as we always say, good night and good luck. Yeah.